Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to yet another edition of the Prairie Dumpster Podcast with me, your host, Tyler Penner. Guess what? This is episode number 25. 25. Episode number 36 if you're a Patreon subscriber. But most of you aren't because you cheap fucks still haven't woken up to the fact that this podcast is the shit. And that's fine. That'll happen in time. Winnipeg's always behind on shit. But there are people out there signing up on the Patreon because they want to be part of Prairie Dumpster's rise from the one millionth podcast to where we are now. The 627,869th best podcast on the goddamn planet. We're doing it. We've gotten, uh, we're up to six Patreon subscribers right now. The latest Patreon subscriber, a very funny gentleman in from Toronto named Timothy Gray. Tim Gray, who's got a fringe show uh, going right now from, I think, July. 21st to July 31st, I don't know, okay, but it's a, it's a stand-up show, so if you're looking to check out Fringe, but you want to see something that's actually funny and actually good, go to uh, go to Tim Gray's stand-up show. That's the best bang for your buck, really, when it comes to the Fringe. The Fringe Fest should be called Courtesy Laugh Fest, because it's a bunch of theater kids and improv dorks. Uh, trying to make people laugh while the stand-ups sit in the beer gardens calling everyone assholes and making people actually laugh. That's what stand-up comedy does. Um, Yeah, improv, uh, they once every six hours accidentally stumble into a laugh. Theater kids do zero laughing. Um, They provide zero laughs. But stand-ups, they actually do the majority of the work. And Timothy Gray said, you know what, fuck it. I'll just do a stand-up show at the Fringe and give these people something actually to laugh at. And uh, that's what he's going to do. Timothy Gray, in from Toronto, uh, did Underdogs uh, on Monday. Had a great set and then told me, I think I'm going to sign up for the Patreon because I heard promises of unfettered racial slurs. And let me tell you, he ain't lying. Okay? Um, I've said it a million times on this podcast before. If you want to get me canceled, you're gonna have to sign up for the Patreon. That is non-negotiable. You will have to fork over a bit of cash to ensure my utter ruin. Okay? I'm sorry. You want something, you got to earn it. And if you want me to kill myself, well, that was a bit of a pop. If you want me to kill myself, you're going to have to sign up for the Patreon, at least for a couple of months. Uh, But thank you, Tim Gray. And I'll give you a further shout out uh, on the next week's uh, Patreon episode. Because we're up to six patrons right now. Baby, this podcast is taking off. So get in on the ground floor 
Uh, or, you know, don't be crying to me when eventually my paramilitary organization takes over this fucking country and you're sitting with the noose around your neck at the gallows. All right. You're like, Tyler, I thought we were buds. And I'll be like, yeah, um, just going over the Patreon list here. I don't What What happened to that? No, but you don't clunk, crack. And there would be no one there to help you. Even though I could help you. I could revive you. I could revive you. And um, I could bring you back to life. I could do that. Because today, for work, I received uh, first aid training. I spent the entire day uh, receiving first aid training. And... um, and it was in a boardroom, one of those boring boardrooms. I don't know what it is about uh, boardrooms and the fluorescent lights. It doesn't matter what you're talking about. You could literally, it could be a team of scientists um, talking about you and how they're going to, you know, um, give you a million dollars a year in order to do experiments on how to make your cock bigger and you would still doze off and fall asleep. It's just it's just a boring atmosphere. It's just a boring room. It doesn't matter what the subject material is. You're going to snooze off. Um, and today was no different. I was fighting the sleepies, but uh, but I think I got the gist of it. Honestly, the other people there made it very interesting. It actually wasn't hard to engage. Once I got past people talking and I got into my own head, um, I stayed awake no problem, which is an old tactic I used to do in church. We used to go to church. I would be dozing off. But then I would switch into, you know, 13, 14-year-old me mode, and I would be imagining Mick Foley being thrown off the rafters, the Hardy Boys pulling a ladder out, the Dudleys coming behind the pastor, cracking him over the head with a chair, Austin just two-fisting communion wine, right? He gives the choir lady a fucking stunner. That is what keeps you interesting. When you're in a boring um, environment, you got to go into your own head and into your own imagination, and if you don't have your own imagination, if you if you can't entertain yourself in your own brain, ugh, I feel bad for you. If you need outside stimulation, if you can't sit in silence and um, entertain yourself and make yourself laugh and make yourself cry and make yourself angry and make yourself come, just on the horsepower of your own creativity. I don't know what to do for you. You sound like a theater kid. Um, that being said, uh, I went into my own head. I'm sorry if you can hear my neighbor talking. My neighbor's talking right now. He's having a conversation. He sounds like this. <laughs> Which is probably what I sound like to them. That's probably all they hear. 
All they hear is, I will fucking kill you. Fuck you, bitch. I'll fucking kill, I'll shoot you in your fucking head. Oh, God, I'm just grinding my crotch on this fucking mattress. This is, I'm extremely aroused. Hey, what was I saying again? Yeah, I'll fucking kill you. That's probably all they hear. So I can't judge. I'm not, and I'm not going to. But the first aid, uh, first aid meeting was, uh, first aid training, sorry, was incredible. It was awesome. Um, it really was. First of all, my instructor was a dead ringer for Philip Seymour Hoffman. I mean, there was times he would stand around and look around, and he didn't, co- he, you know, he didn't really look like him. But then there were other times where I was looking in his face, and I swear to God that Philip Seymour Hoffman had faked his own death via opioids and had decided to live a life outside of fam, had moved to the Winnipeg region and worked for a small first aid training company because this guy looked exactly like him. And it was kind of weird. He did get weird when we were talking about how to know if someone had died from an Oxycontin overdose and how to uh, administer a Naxalone shot. Um, he was a little weird because he kept saying he was like, uh, he was like, sometimes people do drugs to, you know, escape the pain. Sometimes they're chasing this feeling, you know, uh, sometimes they're just chasing a feeling. So when you uh, administer this Naxalone shot, they're going to come too. Uh, keep your distance because they might be extremely angry, right? Because they're chasing this feeling and they caught that feeling and you stole that feeling away from them. And they're not going to be too happy with you. And I was like, wow, okay. It sounds a lot like you do heroin. It sounds a lot like you like doing heroin and hey that's philip seymour hoffman 101 rest in peace god damn it he was a good actor that's still a bummer that's still a bummer heath ledger that i mean that's the youth and he did the joker is incredible that is a tragedy but i think a slept on tragedy was philip seymour hoffman he was the one of the greatest uh, supporting character or supporting actors of all time. Not necessarily a leading man, but uh, and I think he was a leading man in some movies. He was a leading man in weird indie art movies. Um, I don't think he'd be a Hollywood blockbuster leading man, but God damn it, if that guy couldn't support the shit out of a leading man. That guy was great. And then also in the class, some guy behind me, um, a large, uh, extremely buff and in-shape black man um, had just these incredible stories. He had one story where there was a diabetic. He's like, oh, you know, in addition to working for the city... I'm not going to do the voice, um, which is another reason Tim Gray subscribed to the Patreon. He wants to hear me do these offensive racial stereotype voices, and I provide. <laughs> but anyways, um, he was telling he me he's like, in addition to working for the city, 
um, what he does is uh, he bounces at a nightclub. He bounces at a nightclub. And this is right after he talked about how he provides um, for a family. One of his daughters is 12 years old. Great dude, super friendly. Looked everyone right in the eyes. And I found out why later. Um, and I'll tell you why in a bit. Um, but he was bouncing in a nightclub. And uh, I guess he's like the head bouncer. Some guy had, had a diabetic episode or a seizure. And he's keeping the guy from hitting his head off the concrete. And then he's like, so I tell my guy that I'm working with, I'm like, call 911. And he's like, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I was like, call 911. And he was like, huh, he was more scared than the other people. So while I'm holding this guy, I look up at this guy and I'm like, you're fired. And I'm like, holy fuck, dude, you live an incredible life. I want to know who you, who you are. And he told this funny story and I use quote air quotations on it because while it was funny it opened up the floor to a host of new questions which no one asked but man I wanted to ask because this guy's talking and he goes back when I was in my home country of Sudan um, we're talking about heart attacks here okay that's what the instructor's in the middle of the instructor's like uh, talking about heart, uh, heart attack and cardiac arrests and stuff. And we're talking about uh, going into shock. Stuff like that. So this guy goes, back when I was in my home country of Sudan, uh, me and my uh, platoon of troops uh, were walking up on the enemy. And all of a sudden a bat flew off the ground. And it made this huge sound. Whoosh, whoosh. And the guy beside me freaked out. And he was like, ha, ah. So I took my hand and I wrapped it around his mouth. Because if, if the enemy hears him, they'll start firing on us. So I get him down to the ground and he's sweating and shaking and he wants to scream, but I hold his mouth shut. And meanwhile, I look at my troops and they're wondering what's going on. They don't know what's happening because it's pitch black. And they're ready to shoot. So I have to tell them, don't shoot, don't shoot. And I'm trying to calm this man down. <laughs> it was hilarious. This is a story that he told a bunch of complete strangers. I've, I've never, he, no one knew each other in this class. And the instructor was quiet for a second because everyone's like, holy fuck. What kind of life do you lead? And then uh, the instructor's like, ha yeah, that's uh, crazy. You know, the thing about combat, too, is uh, um, combat medics, uh, you got to be careful. I saw on YouTube this one time. Anyways, he tells his story. But everyone was just looking at this large African gentleman um, because we knew we were in the presence of A, possible hero, B, a real bona fide man. This guy was just a goddamn man. Everyone recognized it. We instantly knew that we have uh, this entire time had been LARPing as men because we were in the presence of a real one. And we took a look at ourselves and we realized that we needed to change a, little, a couple of things. And third of all, we knew and everyone recognized that we were in the presence of a man who had more than likely killed 
another man. And, um, man, I'll tell you what. You want to chase away the snoozies, um, find out that one of your classmates uh, is maybe a war hero, maybe a war criminal, and try to work out, you know, work out that riddle. That'll keep you wide awake. But anyways, the class itself was interesting. It was fascinating content, really. Um, it really was. And um, and should be told, I had a lot of questions, and the instructor was willing to answer them. Um, they were great. And uh, I actually got some of it on tape. I made a little highlight reel of the first aid class uh, because I know you guys couldn't be there. Um, so, and I wanted to share it because it was, it was good information that everyone should know. And I knew exactly what questions to ask. So I did, uh, under the table covertly, uh, record some of it. And, um, I made a little highlight reel for you guys. So you guys can listen to that now and, uh, you know, learn us, you know, learn a thing or two like I did. All right. Let's listen to that. Any questions about shark? Yeah, uh, quick question. Is there any, like, is there ever a time where your body uh, won't go into shock? Like, let's say you get your leg blown off, the pain is immediate. Uh, Quick question. Um, Hypothetically, let's say you're out, sorry, let's say you're out in the wilderness or whatever, and you're days away from anything, like, can you just leave, like, how long can that impaled object be in there? Like, when do you pull it out? Uh... Um, how long can a person be electrocuted for? Because if they're holding onto a line and 911's calling hydro, you just kind of chill there while, while they wait. <laughs> they can be electrocuted until they're dead. Uh, then it usually stops. Yeah. No, just out of curiosity, what's the shelf life on an amputated body part? Uh, we are going to assume all day. Uh, we're not right, but that's what we're going to assume. Uh, but when we get into the hospital, they can do a bunch of stuff to make that longer too. Ideally, uh, imagine buying fresh meat at a grocery store. Everybody else the same. Any questions about burns? Just a quick hypothetical, like let's say a guy um, fell in a fire and his bone snapped and then the bone poked through the skin and it's squirting blood, but his arm's fried. What's the order of procedure there? I mean, what's uh, the priority? Hypothetically. Hypothetically, from a first aid perspective, it'd be called I don't want to leave that person right where they are. <laughs> so yeah, obviously it was a uh, very informative uh, first aid class. I learned a lot. Um, if you keep, let's say I cut off my hand, I, if, if it's minus 30 out, I can pretty much walk around that bitch all day and um, it'll be good to go. It will be good to go. That being said, like the instructor pointed out, it, it, treat it like grocery meat. All right. If it's a hot day, don't leave it in the car. You got to get that in the fridge. All right. And then you'll be fine. Um, 
So yeah, I am first aid trained now. Uh, but just know that if you are in distress and you see uh, me coming towards you to render aid, you will die. You are going to die. Just know that. Treat me like the Grim Reaper. If I'm coming after you with a first aid kit, look at that first aid kit like it's a scythe. Because you ain't making it out. I didn't really... It was in one ear, out the other. I do know how to give CPR to a baby. Um, but um, I spent the majority of that class thinking uh, about me sitting at the beach, um, having a dart, a couple of beers. I'm pretty, I'm pretty loaded, about to drive home. Uh, but then um, some young 20-something buxom young lady uh, drowns. And um, uh, she doesn't quite drown. But uh, her boyfriend is like, help her, help her, Tyler. I'm like, oh, cool, you know my name? He's like, yeah, I've seen you do comedy at Rumors. You're hilarious. I'm like, oh, thanks, man. I also listen to the podcast. It's pretty funny. It was a slow start. But it's it's you're getting better at it each episode. Some episodes tank. Some episodes you clearly mail it in. It's you can tell you don't give a fuck. But then other episodes, it's like oh fuck yeah, he's trying again, you know. And sometimes those episodes when you don't care, uh, those episodes are the ones that are like kind of funny. Some sometimes when you do try, you try too hard. You try too hard, and then it kind of goes off the rails. It's not funny. It kind of comes off contrived. Kind of comes off like okay, this guy wants it too bad. You know what I mean? It's kind of see through. But overall, dude, I'm just stoked that you're out there working, putting yourself out there. Because I knew you used to have a problem with that. But now, I think you're getting over it. You're starting to get some confidence. It's good to see, man. Anyways, help her. And then I'm like, you got it, buddy. I said, do you subscribe to the Patreon? And he's like, no, but I will. I promise. And I'm like, okay, try to, okay? Because I'm trying to get that fan base going. He's like, totally, man. That's actually a good idea. Some extra revenue. And it might not pay off now, but in a few years... You know, it might it might start to, you know, bring in some cash. Who knows? You might be able to pay your rent just based off the Patreon funds someday. And I'm like, hey, that's a good point. That's kind of what I'm shooting for. He's like, help her. So then I go, right? And then I finally pull her out of the water. And um, and I get her. And she's, you know, beautiful. It's quite striking. It's quite striking girl. Even though she's blue, um, I can still see that. Once her color returns, if it does return, um, that she would have a nice uh, rosy hue and a good, a nice glow. I can if this bitch lives, uh, she's gonna be a looker. And um, and so I begin to do chest compressions and um, and and mouth to mouth, and um, and her boyfriend's like, "All right, buddy, hey, just you know." Keep it at breathing. Uh, no, fuck that, dude. I, I saw you. I saw you, Tyler, right? I saw your tongue go in her mouth. That's not cool. And I'm like, nah, you didn't see that. And he's like, I saw that. I'm like, all right, well, that was an accident. I've never done this before. And he's like, all right, well, just fucking watch it, okay? And I'm like, all right. And then he's like, help her. So I revive her back to life 
and and the water comes out of out of her and um and, and she looks in my eyes and I look in her eyes and right right away we know we know that um that her boyfriend um is not the one you know and I might not be the one either but um she knows that uh, it's time to end that part of her life you know she makes a lot of realizations she's like I'm alive now and I don't love that guy and I I might want to try to love the man who just saved my life and I'm looking down at her and I'm thinking man um you know I saved her life wow she better subscribe to the fucking patreon now and then i walk away and um and she's in my dms and i'm like yeah 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 so anyways did you listen to the podcast and she's like no but um but he still does you know he hates me for ending his relationship but i'm just that goddamn good and so that's what I was thinking about during the first aid class. So if you see me coming to give you aid, I'm that I, oh, we you are in trouble. I'm not even gonna call nine one one. I I even like that. I'm like, oh shit, oh yeah. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. You're gonna bleed out, and she'd be like, or they. Whoever it is will be like, Tyler, what do I do? Do I put a tourniquet on it? Do I? How do we stop the bleeding? I'm like, oh. And they'd be like, well, did you call 911? I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. I don't, I got like 2% left on my phone. And I kind of want to listen to some young thug on the walk back to my car. So, but I will, I'm going to fucking run up and down this beach till I find someone else with a phone. All right. And don't worry about that hand. We're going to put it on ice. You've got all day. we got to treat it like grocery meat. You understand? Now, uh, the fir- in addition to the first aid class, um, some other things have been going on in my life. Personal things. All right. No, I'm not by no means a rich man. Um, but I'm not financially destitute either, okay? I've got at least $40 right now. Well, 15 after I get some Opa's right after recording this. <laughs> Opa's Greek food. They actually make a pretty good wrap fries combo. They put some fucking Greek herb on the fries, I don't know what it is, and sometimes it's, I, I think it's on the it's it it's on the border of being overpowering, but it's not. It's it's they they nailed it really. Opa's really good. Dipping fries in tzatziki, delicious. Falafel balls always dry. I don't know how falafel balls caught on as like a snack. That is the driest lump. It's like a day old. Um, shit loaf. It's awful. But you, you dip anything in enough tzatziki, it's going to be good. <clears throat> but I'm not uh, poor. I don't need help. But, um, hey, if someone's offering to give me help, 
Uh, I'll take it. And I don't mean like, um, you know, I, I, I'm not asking for you to help me out. I don't need you. I don't need you to subscribe to the Patreon. You understand? I do that for you. You're missing out on content. You're missing out on um, good times. You're missing, you're missing out on laughter. You're missing out on slurs. It, you're missing out. Uh, but when someone comes in with a lucrative offer, um, man, I mean, I'm not a fucking idiot. I'm going to take it. The other day I was out, and I think I mentioned this on the Patreon, but on Friday, we, me and the boys, and by boys, I mean Andy Noble and Jordan Wellwood, top tier Winnipeg hangs and comics. Did a little wedding gig for uh, a good guy named Mitch and his son. And it was fun. It was fun. It was a gig. In and out. People were cool. A couple of tables weren't laughing. A couple of tables wanted to stab us. A couple of tables were having a great time. Hey, say la vie. That's comedy. But we did the wedding. And then afterwards we went to the Sea Bears game. And we caught at least six minutes of that game. And then... Right after the game, we went to the Tavern United and drank beers on the rooftop patio. I've never been there before. It was a great time. Ten ninety nine triples. All right, giant beers for nine bucks. Ugh, good deals. We got loaded, and as me and Andy Noble looked out on the downtown Winnipeg uh, courtyard. And looked at all the meth heads scurrying about, stealing bikes. And he said, oh man, check this out. And he went to his Instagram, his private messages. And in those private messages was a woman. And this woman said, hey, you ever had a sugar mama before? And Andy said, no. And he showed me that message, and I said, I was all loaded. I'm like, fuck, I'm looking for a sugar mom. Dude, that'd be the best, you know what I mean? You go over, you fucking give her a massage, get fucking 60,000 bucks a week. Fuck, dude, that'd be fucking crazy. <laughs> and Andy was like, all right, take it easy. Um, so then he wrote in the messages, no, I'm not looking for a sugar mama. I've never had one before, but I know... My and he gave me my he gave me my Instagram at Tyler Penner Comedy. I know he's looking for one. And not twelve hours went by before she was barking up my tree. Hey, and I said, Hey, how's it going? She's like, Not bad. How are you? Well, let's just read the actual messages. Let's read the actual messages here. Prairie Dumpster exclusive. Hey. Hey, what's up? She goes, I'm good. How about you? I said, doing all right! Exclamation point. Do I know you? <laughs> and I did know her. So I wanted to, you know, I'm going to woo this girl. <laughs> she goes, actually, I'm just wondering, have you ever had a sugar mommy before? Sugar mommy. I said, no, I haven't. What does that entail? I should not have used the word entail. That's not good. Um, that's not that's not a hot word. 
It's not an attractive word. She says, all I'll be needing is love, care, affection, loyalty, and attention. I said, wow, okay. Huh. Have you done this before? And she said, I'd love to know more about you if you don't. I guess she missed a word. And then she goes, where are you from? How old are you? And then she says, hello. And I go, yeah, hi, I'm sorry. I'm 36 from Winnipeg. And yourself? She goes, I'm 49 and I'm from Toronto, Canada. I'm currently in Colorado on a business trip. Would be back in some weeks' time. I'm looking for the perfect sugar baby I can take very good care of and spoil. Someone I can shower with gifts. And I'm thinking, awesome. Yet another future Patreon subscriber. It's incredible. So I say, you know what? I mean, you seem attractive and nice enough, though, that anyone would be willing to be with you free of charge. And she says, yeah, though, I'm a philanthropist. Also, I'm a construction engineering supervisor, and I've invested in some businesses, which fetch me a lot of money. And then she says, so tell me, have you ever spoken to any other mommy before? She kept saying mommy, and that word makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. I don't like the whole mommy-daddy aspect that some people bring into their sexual lives. Even the whole porno thing about girls. Like, yeah, daddy. Or like, oh, fuck, my stepmom's jerking me off. I don't like that. I find it weird. All right? I have a family, and they're fucking great people, and I don't, That you know, it's just, it's extremely uncomfortable to me. So I said, no, never. And then she said, well, guess you found the right person for you. I'll support you with all the good things life has to offer if you promise to be straightforward and sincere with me. As for me, I want a baby I can trust, and I'm ready to spoil you with all the goodness things life has to offer. I'll be sending you allowances even before I get back from my business trip. And I said, but I haven't even done anything yet. I mean, I don't even know what to do. And she goes, I'll tell you all I want from you, okay? All I want right now is companionship. Be your mentor and have someone to talk to make me smile. I also take good care of your needs and spoil you with a weekly allowance. For now, until I'm able to figure out and take my time off for us to meet and hang out, then do things together, baby. Due to the nature of my job, dot, dot, dot. And then she's just she just trails off. I said, wow, okay. Sounds almost too good to be true. I just have to go somewhere right now, but can we talk more later? She says, okay, so sorry for the late response. One more thing, babe? And I said, what's that? And here's where it gets weird. As if it hasn't been fucking weird already, right? She goes, I don't want you going back looking for some other sugar mommy or something, okay? I'm ready to make your dreams come true if you listen to me. And be trustworthy. You don't have a problem then. Now. That message. You could read either way. You could read it just like. 
I don't know if you could read it either way. That message kind of scared me. That message kind of freaked me out. Because there's a little bit of background to this lady. All right. She's probably the pictures at least she posts on her Instagram. She's like, I would say 55, 60, maybe, maybe, maybe older, maybe, maybe younger. I don't know. I'm a bad judge for age. But she's taking pictures um, in, in well to do spots. Clearly, she wants to give the impression that she has money. She's doing fine dining. She's always walking around to um, resorts um, or on beaches and shit. She's always in, like, nice houses. She's walking arm-in-arm with some powerful people or people who seem to be powerful. Um, uh, You know what? We could even do some investigatory work right now because she's – anyways – she has this picture, and she looks, just based on the eyes and the hair and the eye color, I want to say she's Spanish, maybe South American, maybe Mexican, in her heritage. Now, she might just be a scammer. I don't know. I don't know if this is even her. It might be some, uh, you know, 18-year-old Ecuadorian boy who runs with MS-13 and is listening to this podcast right now and is sending a hit squad to take me out. I don't know. You understand? But what's weird about this is if you go to her account, her face, and I'm not going to give away the... um, if you want the information on the uh, the actual Instagram account, you let me know. Let me know by reaching out and engaging with this goddamn podcast. But the thing about her profile is she's got a few pictures, right? But her pictures started November 21st, 2022. And... She's just, she just has food. She just posts food, a normal food pic. Then she posts a cup of coffee and a, like a, a scone or, or something. And that's got 68 likes, which is bizarre. No, it's not that bizarre. That seems normal. Then in May 11th, she goes, she's a, a picture of her in New York City. And, um, and... She says, lovely. Then she's got another picture, and it says, all night. Then she's got another picture with her friend. It says, best friend, right? She's got a couple more pictures. But then, on May 25th, she starts using the hashtags, hashtag sugar mama, hashtag sugar mama status, hashtag sugar mama sweets, hashtag sugar mama pastries, Hashtag Sugar Mama Sponsored. Hashtag Sweet Sugar Mama. Hashtag Sugar Mama. Mama spelled differently. Hashtag Sugar Mamas. Hashtag Sugar Mummies. Hashtag Sugar Moms. Hashtag Sugar Mama. Every iteration that Mama and Sugar can be spelt or combined, she's she's done. Okay? 
Now, if you go to a couple of these hashtags, like you go to Sugar Mama, it says this status has been hidden because I guess it's offensive. If you go to Sugar Mama status, but if you go to some of the other ones, Sugar Mama, S-U-G-A-R-M-A-M-M-A, it opens it up. Okay, and now you've got a couple of different ones saying Sugar Mama. All of a sudden, you see pictures of this exact same lady. And then you click on one of the pictures, though. It's this lady, this same lady, holding up a piece of cake. But now, it's a completely different profile. It's a different profile. And and I know that I'm treating this as if I'm solving a murder, and literally I'm just looking at spam accounts. But still, this was fun for me. So she's got a different account. And I have a feeling she's draining guys. She is draining guys. Because there's one guy, uh, and I'm just going to give away his profile information. Um, Stephen Dye 463 who if you go to his profile, um, Stephen Dye 463 is all over this lady's um, Facebook or Instagram photos. He's liking everyone up to a certain point, then he stops, right? Uh, it says, Stephen Dye, personal businessman, Black Lives Matter. Missed an S there. It's Black Lives Matter. You get one live blacks. Black Lives Matter. He says CEO, airplane, 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 airplane. And then it says old account got hacked, follow up new account. You know, so this is a red flag. That's a red flag. This guy's liking this sugar mama's photos and now his account's getting hacked. Which is a red flag. So it it scares me that this woman is um, capable of doing harm. Which is the only reason I'm bringing it to this podcast is because I want something documented. All right. That's the only reason. All right. I was completely on board for with whatever this woman wanted. All right. Now, what did she want? Love, affection, care, loyalty, attention. I'll do that. The question is, what do I get out of it? But after this vaguely threatening message, she she goes, um, she said, I'm ready to make your dreams come true. If you listen to me and be trustworthy, you don't have a problem then. And then I go, no, that won't be a problem. I just might need some time to think this over. And she goes, okay, sure, take your time. So tell me, what financial issues did you want mommy to help you with. And that's, again, very uncomfortable for me. Well, and then I say, and at this point, I I mean, this whole time I knew it was a scam. But at the same time, now I'm starting to uh, connect the dots. I mean, I was born, I was not born yesterday. I was born like a week ago, all right? I mean, I'm still a fucking idiot. But I'm not a moron. I go, well, how does this work? I mean, I really appreciate it, but I'm just curious what you want me to do. Just chat? And she goes, all I'll be needing is love, care, affection, loyalty, and attention. And I go, okay, cool. How's this going to work if we live in different cities? 
She goes, very easy. I don't need anything from you. Just need someone to talk to always play. And then she goes, also, I'll let you know you'll be getting $400 as your weekly allowance. I'm like, oh, shit. Shut the Patreon down. This guy's got a new job. Talking to MILFs on Instagram. Look out. So anyways, we go back and forth for a while. We're playing tag, right? <laughs> and um, she goes, I'm good. I'm doing well. This is what she sent at 3 in the morning last night. She goes, tell me when you were down to get your first allowances. And then at 9-11 this morning, huh? Coincidence? Maybe, maybe not. She goes, hey, you ignoring me? Right, she's already getting a little weird. And I go, sorry, I'm just at work right now. And then she hearts that message. And then she goes, she says again, tell me when you are down to get your first allowances. I said, I mean, I'm down anytime, but I'm, I'm still wondering why. And she goes, guess you don't know what a sugar baby means. And I go, well, sort of, explain it to me, though. And she goes, can you go through this again? And she replies to her own message she sent like three days ago. Because now I guess she thinks I'm a fucking retard. <laughs> which is, which is, I mean, she's not wrong. Who are we thinking, you know, who are we talking about? And I go, oh, okay, sounds good. First off, what's your name? And she goes, my name is, and she gives her name. But it seems like she gave the last name first and the first name last. And she goes, how about you? HBU, which I hate too, by the way. That's a, And I go, my name's Tyler, exclamation point. She goes, great. So tell me, are you okay with $400? I go, for sure. She goes, also, I hope I can trust you with my money. And I'm like, okay. And I say, trust me how? What do you want me to do with it? And she goes, just saying respectfully, I hope after everything you won't ghost or hurt me later on. And that scared me too. I'm not going to lie. That message really scared me because I knew at this point that I was going to put every bit of this on the podcast and I was going to laugh about it and um, just talk about it because it's content. Um, and I have full intentions of ghosting this this person. And hurting her as much as I can, um, which is fine and dandy. But keep in mind, I am taking a big risk because at this point, I am fairly convinced that this woman, if not directly involved in some sort of South American or Mexican drug cartel, is affiliated, has connections. And I'm taking my comedy public now. So... I'll be extremely easy to reach. Literally all an MS-13 member has to do is uh, sign up for my Patreon, and I will give them full access um, to both uh, my business life and my private life. And they can just comb through the episodes if they can stomach it, and they'll have oodles of information. All right, They'll know I live in Winnipeg, in Osborne Village, in an apartment, and they'll know that I frequent the Safeway, the Subway, the A&W, 
yeah, they, 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 I mean, if they're coming from El Salvador to Winnipeg to murder me, it'll be a day trip for them. They will not have to work hard. This will be easy money. Now, anyways, she goes, I hope after everything you won't ghost or hurt me later on. And I say, you say after everything. After what? Because I'm still not exactly sure what she wants me to do day to day. You want me to chat? What do you want? So anyways, I, I ask her, I'm like, how many sugar babies have you had or do you have? And she goes, I have another female sugar baby in college and I've been helping her with her bills a lot. I go, wow, that's sweet. What do you get from her? And then she goes, well, actually nothing. I'm a philanthropist. Let's look up what a philanthropist actually fucking is. Because I isn't just some rich dick with money. A person who seeks to promote the welfare of others, especially by the generous donation of money to good causes. Okay. So she's a philanthropist. She's got money. And, um... You know, she's uh, she's helping out the, the 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 little guy like me. Um, and I go, wow, that's awesome. And then I ask her, and this is where I'm like kind of getting impatient. I'm like, so how does this work? Do we bang or just chat? <laughs> and she goes, it's up to you. Which one are you comfortable with? And I go, well, I don't know how we bang. I mean, we're in different cities, but I have no problem chatting. She goes, well, it okay, just up to you. Okay, okay. So I go, okay, cool, let's just chat then. I can't wait to get to know you. You seem really interesting. So where were you born? And then she instantly switches out. She's, she's like, you'll be getting your first allowances today. You cool with that? And I go, sure, how do we do that? She goes, very easy. Do you have any idea? She goes, very easy. Do you've idea on how to deposit a check off your mobile bank app? And I go, yeah, I think so. She goes, so tell me, what financial institution did you bank with? And I go, send it over. And she goes, how? Don't you have idea on how mobile deposit check works? I go, sorry, I'm a little dumb with all this online banking stuff. And she goes, erg, my bad, it okay. I'll enlighten you on how to deposit a check via online bank, okay? Firstly, do you have a laptop or a computer? I go, for sure, on it right now. She goes, great. I'll enlighten you on how to deposit a check off your mobile bank app, okay? I go, sounds good. Shoot. She goes, you will log your email on your laptop. I will send the picture of the check front and back to the email. Then, once you receive it, log in on your mobile bank app on your phone, go to mobile deposit, take the picture of the check front and back from the screen of the laptop, then submit. That's all. Once you submit, don't forget to get me screenshot of it. Oh, okay. Awesome. She goes, what's your full name? So I'll prepare the check now. Also, what's your email address? And that's where I left it. That's where I left it. And I'm going to see... I'm going to keep this going. I'm going to see where this goes. Because, truth be told, 
This could be real. This could be the real deal. This could be free money. Imagine it was. Imagine this sweet old lady just saw my picture. She saw the link for my comedy album on Bandcamp. And she saw me um, doing comedy at Kilter Brewing. And she saw me drinking a beer on the steps of the Manitoba legislator in front of Louis Riel and the Golden Boy. And she legitimately fell in love. She was like, oh, this bearded man from Winnipeg has just stolen my heart with his Instagram stories linking me to his um, satirical horror account called Cryptardo. And, um, and he's an artist. He's a struggling artist, and I want to send him money. Maybe it's real. I don't know. I think I'm going to just fuck around a little bit more. See where this goes. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna see how long I can keep her on the line. I might even add her dummy account that she has, and I'll play her against herself. That would be. I should do that. You know, it's a weird thing too about her dummy account, because she's got multiple accounts on her other account that I looked up. Right? She's got normal pictures, except. They're not normal. Her first picture is like uh, a shot of her. Um, And instantly it says sugar mama, sugar mama status, sugar mama sweets, sugar mama pastries. Um, And then you go up and you go up and she's just continuously doing this for the better part of. Yeah, for the better part of a year. Uh, January 4th, she does it, right? Then she goes away for like a week or so. And then on January 22nd, she makes three posts. Vibe of the day, January 22nd, well, January 22nd, 2023. I guess they fucked up the spelling on that. January 22nd, 2023. The vibe of the day. It says, I hope this year brings you the love you've always deserved. I hope it brings you the people who stay, people who meet, blah, blah, blah. All that fucking, you know, faux spirituality bullshit. That same day, she goes, 11-11, don't ignore. Before 30 January Monday, you will receive very good news from your loved ones, and you will attract the abundance and blessings. Message of the day. A different post, same day, she goes, when something really, really matters to you, let it go. Say to the universe, you know what I want, give it to me, blah, blah, blah. The next day, January 23th. Fucking idiots. Another vibe of the day, another number, and a number, and another message of the day. January 24th, vibe of the day, number, um, unexpected surprises. That's the message of the day. Vibe of the day, January 25th. 11-11, numeric. Anyways, it goes on like this. From January 24th 
reposts every day until May 18th when it suddenly, suddenly goes away. And she's like a Christian or something. At least that she's pretending. Like on on her dummy account, she goes, lovely mom. And on the account she messaged me with, uh, she goes, uh, let's see. John 3.16. God is working. And then she makes a link to uh, an old account that I guess got blocked as well. Or whatever. I don't know. But I don't care, you understand? This is all still real. So I don't know what to tell you. But I'm going to keep this going. I'm going to see where uh, mommy brings me. And then I'm going to have a conversation with my real mom and tell her that, hey, hit the bricks, lady. I don't need you anymore. <laughs> um, that got weird because obviously this mom has sexual undertones. My mom is a patron saint. So I regret saying that instantly, but I'm not going to delete it because we don't delete shit on this podcast. I wish I could delete that, that last comment. Oh, God, was that weird. That's the type of shit that I say during, uh, that's the type of shit that I say to women I like. You know, who needs, now that I got a sugar mama, I can tell my real mom to, but you know, no one wants to hear that. That's not good content. That's off-putting, unsettling, and wow. I wish I had a time machine. I have an edit button, but I'm not going to use it. We don't do that here. But I stand by what I said before. My mom is a fucking badass. She is, she's, she's not fucking around. And that brings us to our final segment today. The podcast is pretty much done. Um, But we're doing another segment of six lines. Because I'm working on my acting chops, I'm working on my um, production chops, and uh, I'm working on my writing chops. And I can combine all of these three. I just need someone to play the parts. Now, I can play the, the lead male role, but I need someone in the um, role of you know, the female character, and who better than my mom? My mom is uh, fun, and she's nice, and um, I think that she's a great actress. So I called her up, and uh, we rehearsed a little play that I'm working on called uh, The Party. And it's a nice, it's a, it's a little it's a little thing I've been workshopping. It's about uh, an old employee who returns to uh, her place of work and surprises everybody because uh, no one expected her to be there. And so first we're going to hear um, uh, my phone call with my mom, uh, getting her to read the lines. And then we're going to hear the final product here on the Prairie Dumpster. This is uh, six lines. This is uh, a little play called The Party. So here's the phone call, first of all. Hello. Hey, Mom. Hey, hi. What's up? Not much. Good, good. You're on the podcast. What are we doing? Hmm? Yeah, you're on the podcast right now. I am. Yeah. Um, okay. You're, you're live. There's fourteen thousand people listening. Okay. <laughs> it li- does not scare me one bit because I don't care one bit. 
Well, that's a lie. There's no one listening. You're not live, and no I one knew it. no one listens to the podcast anyway, so you're fine. Okay. Okay, great. As long as you're not using me for any, any kind of dark stuff, I'm okay. No, of course not. No. No dark stuff I, being done. It's all, it's all, I mean, like, you, I, yeah. I trust you, Tyler. Okay, cool. Did you work yeah. this week? No, I didn't. You didn't work. Yes, I did. One shift. One shift. How many people did you euthanize? <laughs> euthanize? Not one. I may have stopped someone from being euthanized. No, not one. None of them. My mom's a nurse, by the way, for those on the podcast listening right now. She's a damn good one. They haven't caught her yet, and they never will catch her. I feel like we've had this conversation before. <laughs> Episode 13 of the podcast. Wow, wow, that's good. Even my mom's catching me on reusing material. That's good. <laughs> no, it's okay. That's good. I, you're right to call me out like that. You know, I'm, I'm doing reruns here. That's okay. We have a segment. There are, there are people that have not heard this This. Uh, story you know thank you it's a different crowd every time for the most Absolutely. part sometimes mm-hmm. all right yeah. well we, right. we do a little thing it's called six lines you say six yeah. lines and then i turn it into kind of a short play yeah it's a lot of fun yeah okay so do you got your lines ready oh i'm sorry i didn't even go there yet oh you haven't seen the lines yet no, I uh, I knew what. Uh, hang on one second. I'm I'm just gonna quickly go there. Yeah, I got the lines. Oh, yeah. n- nice. Okay, you knew what I was doing. You tell me which line you want me to read. Okay, and and I do have a, uh, a stuffy nose, unfortunately, so that might may be audible in, in your cod podcast. <laughs> On the cod past. Yeah. On the cod past. Yeah. No, you sound great. Uh, I called my for the podcast listeners. I called my mom yesterday. But you were busy hosting yet another Paraguayan family into your house. Yes. And you're over it. You're done hosting these people. Well, this bed and breakfast, I think, is closed now for the foreseeable future. <laughs> good. Good for you. Close up shop. September. <laughs> yeah, good. Enough hosting. Yeah. You've done your part. It's time for you no, to get no. shit-faced on wine and YouTube, as is your right. For tonight, anyway. There you go. Yeah. All right, six lines. I let's go with line number one. Okay. Hey, everybody, remember me? That's perfect. One take, Johnny, over here. Okay, line two. I'm here for the party. Uh, a little more lively. I'm here for the party. <laughs> perfect. Is that lively? That was so good. Okay. Yeah, I'm here for the party. Where is it at? <laughs> <laughs> okay, line number three. Line number three. But I have a gift for you. One more time. I'm trying to act too much, right? It has to be natural. Yeah, be natural. After watching Nefarious, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, my mom just watched a Demon Possession movie. Which is a good movie, though. Is it so, a good movie? Yeah. Like, why? Why is that Demon movie good and The Exorcist isn't good? Oh, that's a question I can't answer right now. I I don't know. This is not as this is not it's not a demonic where where that girl can turn her head and all that bad stuff. It's a it's a it's an interview between a, a guy that's on death row and a 
psychiatrist who's going to reassess him one more time see if he is really insane or if he is good to stand his electric chair. So, oh, okay. Yeah. And and he's uh, it's just the way they're talking. It's nothing, no weird stuff where the chairs are flying. None of that stuff is happening. The only bad scene that is there is they're actually showing the electrocution where they're showing how things would be, how the eyeballs pop out and stuff like that. So Ugh. it's it's pretty gruesome, yeah. Oh, okay. They don't pop out, but it's it's bad. Anyway. That is all there is. So which line do you want me to go do now? Uh, line three, one more time. But I have a gift for you. There you go. Beautiful. Okay, line number four. It's party time. No, never mind. It's party time. better? One more time. Can you cut this? Uh, my, uh, You can clean it up? Yeah, me? 100%. Okay. Okay. It's party time. Nice. Okay, great. And line number four. Me off. The party has just started. I'm just reading it. Yeah, one more time. Don't you dare rush me off. The party has just started. It's not rush me off. That no, you're not being rushed off. They're rushing off. This is why you need to pre-read this goddamn script. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I'm just joking. Don't rush off now. The party's just started. Awesome. Okay, and line number six. Because I love a good party. One more time. Happy. Oh, please. Take two? Okay. Because I love a good party. Perfect. Ah, you nailed it. You nailed it. Okay. Okay. Why don't you give up your pipe dream of being a nurse at rural hospitals and be realistic and become a professional actress, huh? Is it going to pay me as much as my nursing job? No. No, it won't. Because they're on strike right now. You know that? They are, eh? Yeah. Are they still striking? Yeah. Wow. Is it really hurting the uh, industry? They say it's going to, but I don't know, man. Who cares? I don't think it is. No. There's no good shows being brought out anyway anymore. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But that's my own opinion, so. Me too. All right. What do you got planned for the rest of the night? You said YouTube and part and wine drinking. Well, just to relax and yeah, and uh, just chill. That's it. And tomorrow I'll I'll clean the whole house again from top to bottom, do some laundry and stuff, and then Friday I'm going out for lunch with Carola, and just yeah, that's it. Nice. What do you YouTube at home? I do marathons sometimes. Lately, now I'm doing ICU from New Zealand, or is it, is it uh, Australia? So very interesting, real reality shows, kind of like ER or, or ICU. Or I, I still watch Cops. I still do uh, Locked Up ab- Abroad, stuff like that. That's a good one. I like Locked yeah. Up Abroad. Yeah, me too. It is amazing. You feel so sorry some for some of these people that get. You snuckered into just, you know, bringing a little bit of cocaine over and you get your five grand and then your whole life is screwed up. Totally. They're in a Ecuadorian prison for 10 years. Yeah. It's very sad. Very sad shit. Yeah. Very and good. And I do a lot of fails uh, sometimes if I want a good laugh. That's it. There you go. That's how yeah. you do it. Watch some people get hit in the balls and your day's better. Yeah. 
Some of these little kids have great aim with their baseball bat. <laughs> that is true. Okay. Okay. Mom. Now I have to give some attention to my little Maxie. He's been ignored for for. I feel bad for him because he had no attention. This morning he had to be outside all day, like all morning with, while we had breakfast and stuff. And so he's been neglected. So now we're going to make up some time with him. So, nice. Max is the dog, by the way, for the listeners. Um, also, I am alive after all. Well, I'm, no, well, but... Let me know what, if, if, uh, what, uh, if, I, if my lines have been of any help at all. Oh, they'll be a help. Trust me. It'll be good. Sounds good. Mom, you're crushing life. I uh, love you, and I'll talk to you later, okay? Yeah, love you too. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. So that's the phone call uh, with my uh, mom setting up the play that I produced um, called The Party. And uh, my mom said uh, she didn't want it to go too dark. I don't think I went too dark with it, but um, I, I don't know. I'll let you listen to it. You be the judge. And, uh, yeah, we can talk about it after. Here it is six lines. This is a, a piece called The Party. Thank you. You're having a party. Uh, no, I can't make that. I don't know. It's been a great year, everybody, and if we keep this up and the economy keeps up, (laughs) we'll definitely be having more parties like this one in the future, okay? Now, obviously, it hasn't been all good. (laughs) Uh, We've had some incidents as of late, and I think you all know what I'm talking about. Uh, But I'm confident that those days are now behind us, uh, now that a certain person is no longer working here. And, uh, but seriously, I think we can all move forward, uh, or at least begin to move forward, uh, in a positive, Jesus. Hey, everybody, remember me? What the f- Sheila? No, Sh- Sheila, no. What, what are you doing here? I'm here for the party, where is it at? Here for the- Sheila, I- I- I thought you were still in the hospital. I- I- How'd you get out? You, you know what? It doesn't matter. Sheila, you're not allowed to be here, okay? You're not allowed to be on the property, actually. The office of McMahon and Noble has, has a restraining order against you, remember? Okay? You can't be here. And if you don't leave, I mean, we're, we're going to call the police. This is so not cool. Sheila, you don't work here anymore, Okay? You were let go, and we all know why you were let go. So, and let's, and I don't want to get into that, but, but there is no reason for you to be here. But I have a gift for you. Sheila, please. God, no. It's party time. Tried to help you. Why did you do this? Because I love a good party. 
Na, na, Okay, and that is called The Party. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Any feedback is welcome. I get good feedback from my listeners, and and I do appreciate it. So you let me know what you liked, what you didn't like, what what made you angry, what made you horny, and what made you hungry. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. Not that I care about you, not that I want to talk to you, but just, um, you know, I'll forward you over to uh, that Sugar Mommy's account, I guess. I don't know, I lost my train of thought there. There's so much goddamn noise outside. Still sounds like the ambient track I used for that party skip. Anyways... Um, you guys are fantastic. That's the podcast. Shout out to Meatloaf. Not the singer. Um, but the actual thing. I just bought one from Safeway. I'm going to go heat it up right now. I should have been doing it this whole goddamn podcast. Fuck. Could have been eating that thing as soon as I hit stop. Fuck. Ugh. Anyways. Whatever. Now I got to do it from... Now it's going to be another 20 fucking minutes. Oh, God. Anyways, shout out to meatloaf, though. I like it. I tried to make my own meatloaf in the crock pot or in the instant pot one time. It was, ugh. let me tell you, I don't even want to talk about that meatloaf. That was whew, not good. Um, but shout out to meatloaf because I am starving right now and I can't wait to have that. And I'm not going to microwave it. I'm not going to microwave it. That's the problem with the Instant Pot. It got too steamy in there. It was too soft. I'm going to bake this bitch. I'm going to get a nice crisp on it. It's going to be good. A little bit of char, a little bit of burnt. I, m- I made some pork tenderloin last night. It's like the Safeway prepared uh, maple chipotle. Hey, we seasoned it, marinated it for you. You can just put it in the pan and fucking blah. As soon as you eat, I was cooking that thing on low heat, and my entire apartment was just a cloud of soot. Burnt the shit out of everything. My whole apartment smells like maple chipotle. Maybe that's why I'm so hungry. I don't know. Musically, shout out to uh, Future, The Rapper, and Chief Keef, and Young Thug. I've been listening to all that shit on the mower. Now when people look at me and don't wave, dude, I look them right in the eye. It's pretty good. I look them right in the eye. I don't give a fuck. I'm like, keep driving, yo. I will fucking peel your cap back. Um, it really makes me feel, not tough, but uh, it makes me feel like, hey, I'm, I'm down to scrap. I might lose, but fuck. You know? I see a nice shorty walking on the sidewalk. I'm like, poof, look at this Look at this lawnmower I'm, I'm on. Tell me I'm not a baller. You know what I mean? Ha, ha, ha. Laughing all the way to the bank. That's how I does. So, yeah, been getting into the rap. And um, just good beats, good bass. 
I think of a future when I'll have a car with subwoofers. And I just pray that that happens before I'm 55. Because no one wants to be 55 listening to Chief Keef with subs in the back. Oh, I'll have subs, all right. <laughs> Two crispy chicken, please. Um, but no, I, I, I really want just three months in my life where I can ball out. Where I can be rich and jacked and, uh, and driving a nice car with a nice watch on. Give me three months of that. Then I'll go back to destitution and I'll go back to talking to sugar mommies for fucking podcast content. All right? Three months. That's all I ask. And that's all I'm going to get. Doesn't matter how much money I have. I'm going to blow that shit quick. And last but not least, shout out. Well, shout out to Tim Gray. First of all, the guy is back from Toronto. Shout out to all my out-of-town friends, actually. Ryan Ash, the old ball coach, Ben Walker. Ryan Ash, crushing the family life, and still the comedy life, and everything else he touches. Crushing it out in Edmonton. I'll tell you one thing that guy does crush. That guy crushes, and I've said this before on the podcast, the online group chat thread friend life. He crushes that. I've, I've said this before, but if you have an online, if you have a Facebook group chat, add Ryan Ash. He will, he's, he's really funny on there. The old ball coach crushing it in Ottawa. And um, Tim Gray, who's back in town, but going back to Toronto in a few weeks. Uh, I miss these guys. I do. And I say, come back to Winnipeg. And part of me believes in that. Part of me says, why would you come back to Winnipeg? They made it out. Good for you. You're on to bigger and better things. You're living life outside of this city. At the same time, I love this city. And um, and I love the group of friends that I have. And I wish they were a part of it still. Because God damn it, they were some good guys. So shout out to those three. And shout out to my mom. For being a good sport and for not listening to the podcast. I'm so stoked that she does not listen to the podcast. Because otherwise she'd have to hear about me grinding my crotch into this mattress. Oh, extremely aroused at all times. And shout out last but not least to uh, the people who do listen to this podcast day in, day out. Day one homies, young thug might call ya. Really, a bunch of real ones, and um, real ones know, real ones know this podcast is the shit, and is um, improving, and is getting better, and will continue to get better. Episode 25, soon episode 50, then episode 100, then episode 1000, and then the nukes, the nukes fly, and they pull us all out of podcasting misery. Enjoy. So, thanks for tuning in. You guys are great. I love you. And you know that. You know I love you. And sometimes you use it to your advantage, but that's okay because I still love you.
know I'll be here for you whenever you come back. That's why you feel free to go fuck around and then come back because you know I'm a fucking rock and I love you. And the only reason I do love you is because you guys are the shit. You guys are crushing it. You guys are great and I'm great. And we're all doing a lot better than we think we are. That's the vibe of the day. All right? Have a good week. Have the best week of your fucking lives. And um, I will see you later. I will see you next week. I will see you, a few of you, a few of the lucky few I will see on the Patreon. And the rest of you I'll see in hell. Oh, I'm